Star Wars 7x7 episode 2086. Well, thanks to The Rise of Skywalker and also to associated books that go along with it, we know a little bit more about the sacred Jedi texts that were introduced to us in The Last Jedi. And today, we're going to talk about what additional things we've learned. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So here's what we knew going into The Rise of Skywalker. It actually comes courtesy of The Last Jedi Expanded Edition, which is of course the novelization by Jason Fry. We knew that there were sacred Jedi texts, we'd seen them in The Last Jedi, but we didn't necessarily know how many there were, we didn't know the names of any of them, but the Expanded Edition at least gave us two of them, which includes the Ramagon and the Aeonomica. So that much we learned, and then there's a line from Luke Skywalker in there that says a dozen other mystical sounding names, basically. So kind of gave you the idea that there may have been as many as a dozen of the sacred Jedi texts. Well, it turns out, according to the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, that the actual number of them is eight. And it turns out that, as opposed to only knowing about two of them, well, we technically knew about three of them because the word aeonomica is actually a plural. I suppose it kind of makes sense when you think about it. There is an aeonomicum one and an aeonomicum two. So in addition to the Ramagon, that makes three sacred Jedi texts that we knew about. And then a fourth one is named in the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. It is called the Chronicles of Brusbrew. That's B-R-U-S-B-U. But in the Last Jedi Expanded Edition, we only got names of the books. We didn't actually learn what was going on with the books. And so the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary actually gives us some information in that regard. So the Ramagon is described as a well-known and influential work. It says the original was thought destroyed over 5,000 years ago, but was found by Master Skywalker during his exploration of the subterranean ruins on Ossus. It collects four varied and conflicting origin stories for the cosmos and the force and the precepts derived from those tales. And there's a little bit more here too. On the cover of the Ramagon is an omniscient eye, which is supposed to be from the fourth precept, a poem that describes gods battling in the primeval universe, which sounds very cool. And as far as the Aeonomica goes, it's, uh, let's see, Jedi Master and historian Riley Howell, and there's a story about that particular Jedi Master and a story in which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, collected many of the earliest accounts of explorations and codifications of the Force in the Aeonomica, a two-volume combination of codex, correspondence, and scrapbook. Though much of its contents would later be stored in holocrons, which have since been lost, the physical books have passages written in the hands of the original sages carefully preserved by Howell. So there's a volume one and there's a volume two and it turns out there's a fun little note. I like stuff like this. This is a really kind of cool thing. It says a rumored third volume of the Aeonomica was the subject of a forgery scandal 300 years prior to the fall of the Jedi Order. And so for the record, <laughs> if the High Republic story, you 
goes on when it's supposed to go on, which is 200 years before the you know, fall of the Republic. Well, that means that this rumored third volume of the Aeonomica is going to be in the recent memory of the High Republic. And so that would be fun to see it referenced inside those stories. As for the last book that's mentioned, The Chronicles of Brusbrew, well, there's a caption that says this, Ray is fascinated by the arcane healing techniques described in The Chronicles of Brusbrew and uses the underpinnings of such teachings to heal the broken kyber crystal in her lightsaber. That is as much explanation, generally speaking, as we are given about how that Skywalker lightsaber was fixed. There is a note about the lightsaber that the casing has been welded back together, but as far as the kyber crystal itself, well, apparently one of these sacred Jedi texts was able to direct Rey, or at least give her the information that she needed to be able to figure out how to heal the kyber crystal and how to get the lightsaber back into working order. As far as how Rey is able to, you know, read, let alone understand the sacred Jedi texts, well, there are two other folks who are involved in that particular matter. One of them is C-3PO, who can obviously translate a lot of things, seven million languages or so, right? But what he can do is translate it from a grammatical perspective. Like, he can give you the raw literal translation, but as far as what he's translating actually means, any deeper subtext, any historical context, anything like that, that stuff is going to be lost on him. And this apparently is where Beaumont Kin comes in. So bizarrely enough, in The Rise of Skywalker, like in the actual movie itself, we get no sense of who he really is. But it turns out that he used to be a professor, that he is a scholar of Jedi and Sith history. In fact, very unadvisedly, he's apparently traveled to multiple Sith homeworlds. So yeah, he has a strong background in this stuff. And so he's able to provide additional historical context to some of the things that Rey is discovering in the sacred Jedi texts. But ultimately it has to come down to Rey, who is after all force sensitive. And the visual dictionary does say that she must trust her feelings when it comes to translating less concrete, more metaphysical concepts of which which there are many. And it also says elsewhere in the book, separating in the visual dictionary, that is, separating myth from history proves difficult in the ancient language of Jedi scripture, which leans heavily on metaphor. And that, as they say, is that. Four of the eight sacred Jedi texts we have more information about thanks to the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. That means that there are four for which we still have no information whatsoever, and hopefully that will be coming down the pike at some point. In fact, heck, maybe we'll hear something about that in the High Republic. That would be really interesting and cool, I think. I did mention something about a Jedi Master and Historian, Riley Howell, and I will follow up on that with you right after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. Welcome back. So this story may have crossed your radar. It might not have. I don't believe it was very widely reported, but it is a beautiful little side note to the visual dictionary and one that I think is worth sharing with you. So 
The name Riley Howell, as stylized in the Visual Dictionary, that's R-I-L-E-E Howell, that's actually a tribute to a young gentleman named Riley Howell, R-I-L-E-Y Howell, who was unfortunately killed in a shooting at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte in April of 2019. And at the time, the police chief of Charlotte, or... Uh, uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg, that particular metropolitan area, said that were it not for Riley's actions, then the gunman would not have been disarmed as quickly as he was, and that ultimately Riley's actions led to more lives being saved in the incident. There would have been more deaths if not for Riley's actions. It turns out that Riley was actually a huge Star Wars fan and word of that fact got to Lucasfilm and so Lucasfilm reached out and let Riley's family know that they were going to include a tribute to him in a forthcoming book, but they said at the time, of course, that they couldn't share details about what that was, but that they would let them know as soon as it was released. And that's what the reference is about in the Visual Dictionary. And there you go. That's the story of the inclusion of Rai Lee Howell as a Jedi Master and historian in the Visual Dictionary. It's a beautiful little story, and I'm glad I got to share it with you. And that is going to do it for our conversation about the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary today. And actually, that's going to do it for all of our conversations about the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. We've spent a few days on it. I think that's pretty good. But there's a lot more. The book is nearly 200 pages long. It's jam-packed and wonderful to read as usual and as I said earlier on this week a lot of storytelling happening in here as well so I think it's a, a vital thing to check out probably if I had to say if there was one visual dictionary of all the sequel era visual dictionaries that is must reading this would be the one and so thank you again to DK Publishing for sending me a copy to check out and thank you for joining me for this episode as well. We're going to call it a day here. And as always, may the Force be with you wherever in the galaxy you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.